You are listening to The Current Daily, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Monday, July 20th. I hope everyone had an enjoyable weekend and are ready to attack this week with gusto. Judging by recent news reports, it would seem this is the time of year when UC and all the campuses release their admissions stats. We've got two so far that are rather mind-blowing. Let's start right here at UC San Diego. We have offered admission to a record number of freshmen for fall quarter, some 38,305 students, to be precise. But... And there's always a but these days. Word is we're still expecting an enrollment drop due to the uncertainty of COVID-19. On to factoid number two. If you take the University of California system as a whole, for the first time, Latinx students are the leading group of prospective freshmen admitted. Latinx students make up 36% of California students admitted with Asian Americans close behind at 35%. UC is calling 2020 admits its most diverse class ever. And to my fellow Latinx folks, all I have to say is, Orale! Next up, we'll hear a clip from Mark Herzberger. He's going to share his experience getting tested for COVID-19. This is Mark Herzberger, and I wanted to share my story of getting a COVID-19 test. I'm talking about the employee asymptomatic variety that I first got emailed about last Monday. I received that email, and I was able to immediately follow the instructions and get an appointment for Thursday afternoon. I want to mention two things up front before going into more details. First, I was motivated to get the test because I believe that the more people who get tested and the more results collected, the better informed the public health officials will be. Also provide some good personal peace of mind. Uh, Again, this is my personal opinion on the matter. I know that the folks from UC San Diego Health listen to the pod and I'm open to correction on this point uh, or if they want to come on and discuss consider this an open invitation. By coincidence, something else happened shortly after I scheduled my appointment. The next day, my wife woke up feeling a little off. Uh, So with the utmost of precaution in mind, uh, through her primary doctor, she scheduled her own COVID test. That was with Sharp. Uh, Neither of us were really worried that she had it, but it was comforting to know uh, that I also had a pre-scheduled test coming up just in case. The second factor to mention is uh, I had a few things working in my favor that made it pretty easy to go get the test. I live only about a five-minute drive from the testing location, so that's helpful. Also, given the nature of the work I'm doing at the moment, I was able to find an open spot in my calendar and set aside time for the test. And finally, a few days a week, my wife is home with our baby, so Childcare wasn't an obstacle, Uh, so that's my situation, but I do acknowledge that any one of those factors or others could make it uh, unfeasible or really difficult for others to go get tested with with such ease on, especially on an optional basis. The testing location I chose was the main UC San Diego hospital in Hillcrest. That is the 
giant, uh, not very attractive one you see towering over if you're down in Mission Valley. It's a little tricky, so hopefully some of these details will be helpful if you want to try out this location. Now, the email announcing the asymptomatic testing, as I recall, mentioned that it's done on a drive-up basis. But the specific confirmation email for my appointment mentioned elevators and the fourth floor, and it it didn't really sound like a a drive-up situation. So I wasn't really sure what to expect uh, when I arrived. I would say if you're going to Hillcrest, give yourself a little bit of extra time for navigating. There's a lot of one-way streets, so it can be a little confusing. And I pulled up, and the first thing I saw was a parking lot dedicated to COVID testing. So I drove in there and got in line, and the check-in person found my appointment in his computer, but he informed me that the employee testing is in fact done in the main hospital, just like my confirmation email said. So I had to leave there and then due to the aforementioned one-way streets, had to circle way around the block just to get back to the hospital parking garage. Uh, so that took about 10 minutes extra. You know, that can be valuable time if you're trying to squeeze your test in during a workday. Um, I found the hospital parking garage, and pretty close to the entrance, there are some spots that are 30 minutes free, Uh, so that might be helpful if you want to try out this location. The hospital entrance, there's a short queue of other visitors. Uh, You just do a brief symptom screening check, and then you get your name tag, and after that, you're on your way. Up to the fourth floor, I went, exactly as the confirmation email stated. Um, It looks like they've cleared out the whole floor except for COVID testing. So it's a little spooky when you get up there, but I found the nurse's station. I got checked in and then waited a few minutes before being called. I think for me, some good news is that in my experience here, the nurse conducts the test. She had me sit in a chair, similar to if I'm getting a blood draw. And from what I could tell, the testing device was just basically an elongated Q-tip. So she put that in one nostril and probed about 25% deeper than I would have gone if I was self-administering. And she kept it in there maybe a few seconds longer than I would have also. They warn you it's going to tickle and your nose and you're going to want to sneeze. But I tried to resist that and successfully resisted that, I might add. Uh, so she started on the left nostril. That was fine. But I have to say I got pretty uncomfortable in the other nostril. I really did want to sneeze or choke. But again, uh, I resisted. And my joke since then has been, if you want to torture me and get some secrets, just shove a Q-tip up my nose and I'll give up the goods pretty much immediately. I got out of there about 3.45 p.m. Again, this was last Thursday afternoon. I got home and set myself up with an account in the UC San Diego Health MyChart system. And by Friday morning, 6 a.m., my result had been posted. It says COVID-19, not detected. So I guess I'm in the clear for now. And incidentally, my wife's test through Sharp also came back as not detected. All in all, I have to say, except for the brief confusion about exactly where to go, this was a very smooth and efficient process. To be able to get results within basically 12 hours is quite amazing, uh, based on what I've been seeing on the news, especially other states and towns. So really commend the folks at the lab and UC San Diego Health for really uh, having having this really uh, nailed down. So that's my story. If you end up trying out the Hillcrest or one of the other locations and want to tell us about it, just email us at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. And thank you, Mark. Hearing that description of the nasal probe, I just have one reaction. Ugh, 
To be honest, I am a little bit fearful of getting it myself, but I guess I'll submit if and when it's absolutely necessary, but I'm very curious to see how I'm doing. No symptoms yet, though. Today we'll wrap up by hearing from Joe Salwich. In addition to being one of our enterprise architects, Joe is facilitator of the department's Leadership Learning Program, or LLP. Joe works remotely for us full-time all the way from Florida. So here we are with David and Joe. Hello, everyone. This is David Carlos. And today we have Joel Salich, who is a senior enterprise architect for ITS. He's also a champion for leadership development. Hi, Joe. Welcome. And thanks for being here today. Hi, David. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward to talking with you this morning. Yeah, it's great. Um, I know we've known each other for a little while now, and I've learned so much from the uh, Leadership Learning Program, and so I'm really excited to have you here. So let's just get started. Uh, tell me, how have you been managing your life during this pandemic? How have things been going? In some ways, the pandemic is probably no different than I work in, have been working, you know, with traveling and remote work. So I'm pretty used to that point. The part that I don't like is interacting with you all face to face, you know, and I guess as any professor would be your teacher is getting together with a group and just spending time. That's the part that's very difficult. And uh, I've, t I've taught in the past as an adjunct on the different platforms like Blackboard and uh, Canvas. So I'm used to teaching in that way, but there's, it's just not the same as in person. I mean, I, I like a, a blending of both. So for me, uh, it's not too much of an adjustment. I think I'm staying healthier during this pandemic. I get out and exercise every morning. Very, uh, it, it's, you know, it's on my calendar schedule. Get up at this time. I think it's, it's good to have a good sleep pattern and get up, get some physical exercise and then just hunker down and work on projects and talk to people and keeping busy, staying busy. Now, the, the morning exercises uh, schedule, is that something that you're doing before the pandemic or did that change a little bit once you started working from home? Not as regular. Uh, I mean, now it's clockwork. I have to do a walk, a good walk, and I have to do a good swim. And the swim is usually longer. The two parts that I need to add to my routine would be bicycling just around the neighborhood. Uh, a lot of my neighbors do it, and they must do like 30 miles a day. In kayaking, we have a kayak park right on the Gulf of Mexico here by us. And I want to get to that and add that in. So I figure with those four routines, that will be pretty good for me. You'll be, you'll be ready for a triathlon after this pandemic is over. I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I, you know, I noticed about you is that you like to look for trends. You like to see things coming. And um, can you tell us, you know, where do you see the future of professional development? I think it's going to be an interesting time as we go into fall and how classes are going to start, you know, at, at, at the university level, at the K through 12 level. Then we have all the training, all the professional training, uh, seminars and training, how that's all going to change. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to participate in a lot of those and to understand, does this work for us? I always encourage people to say, you should always take one online class and just learn, see if you like it and <clears throat> are you good at it? 
So I'm really thinking during this time, we're going to see a lot of creativity. What really is going to work for people? What's going to keep people interested? I'm really watching that. I'm trying to get, get as much of that as I can and then saying, do I like this? Was it a value? Could I do this again? And would I maybe use some of this methodology? I see really reflecting on um, what you've done and seeing if that, if that works for you or not. It's very important. So what opportunities do you see now that people can take on while we're in, we're in this pandemic? So I think being kind of the optimist that I am with things, it's a great opportunity to work on things. Like look at the great things that are going on in this university, major systems being delivered without people being on site. That's a testimony to other organizations that say we can't, we can't get our consultants, we can't get our people. So I look at, wow, that makes me in a positive way say, we could do, what can we do next? What other things can we try? And I think there's a lot of excitement yet to come. You know, we're looking at things like our unified communication system, voice and collaboration. I think it's a great time to get involved in any of these things, like uh, anything that you wanted to maybe learn about or your colleagues are talking about. A lot of things are free right now. A lot of things are available online, a lot of seminars, a lot of online conference type things that used to cost are free. And it's like, it doesn't hurt to try that. Schedule some time and learn something new. I like to balance out what I'm doing at work, learning new things, things that appear to be, you know, on the horizon. And also at home, I try to do new things. Like I just learned how to install a, a big whole house generator. So practicing on my electrical skills, even though I'm not a licensed electrician, don't practice this at home. But it's like, you know, you, we have an opportunity to balance out and do these kind of things. So I'm very excited about that. It's like, wow, I do have the skills to do this still. I'm just putting a disclaimer out there. Do not try this at home. <laughs> do you do you have any opportunities that you can think of right now, like webinars uh, and specific things that are happening? Yes. Right now, there are so many different opportunities to join a lot of the traditional conference or the tr traditional professional development that we normally had to pay for. So it gives us a great opportunity to dabble in this. A couple of the resources that we have at UCSD is we have this Gardner subscription for technical professionals. There are so many things being published right now. And I just see this, this whole new market of new IT technology for our business alone in higher ed, how we're going to educate students and different ways to provide coursework. I tend to like to look for a lot of those and then join them. So in the case when I, I said Gardner, there's at least three to four to five research articles I'm reading a week because the, it seems the way they work is they'll give you a piece of research and then the analyst will say, recommended these other ones. So you're, it's like the web, right? You start with one and you got five more. But it's one of the things I like to do is I also like to look at the analysts, the ones that really resonate with me, things that, oh, I'm really understanding this. And what I like to do is I like to share with others and then see if we can get a call and I'll just pick the analyst brain. So it's like, I like to get my favorite analysts, the ones that, hey, I'm going to really learn from this person. That's available to us. I really encourage people to use things like that, why we have them. Some of my other colleagues, what's going on in higher ed, a lot of these services are being cut back. So we should take advantage of whatever's out there, whatever we are sharing with each other. Like we are working on, we can do a, a search in Gardner and, and get some curated information around it. That's Absolutely. Great. 
Uh, well, what we'll do at the end here on the website, we'll have links to some resources, Gardner. I know some online uh, courses that are available as well. So we'll put a, a, a lot of information on there for the people listening today so that they can try and learn some more while we are stuck at home. So thank you. So one final question, and that is, what is your favorite cartoon growing up? So growing up and like the tradition is watching a little bit of cartoons right before you had to catch the bus to go to school. So it would be a Bugs Bunny, just the mischievousness of him. And I still, I, I really liked that as a kid. It's, it was a fun thing to watch. That's a great cartoon. Elmer Fudd going yeah, after. classics. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, I've, I've watched a couple of those uh, show. Actually, recently it was on, my husband was watching it on television. So I sat down and uh, this watching them started laughing, brought me back. Yeah, I think it's good sometimes that, you know, as we're going through all this and so many people working from home is you got to have a little bit of humor every day too. Humor is good. You know, laughing is a, a good medicine. Yeah, that, that's, that's good advice. Take a moment every day and just find some humor. <laughs> Well, then Joe, thank you again for joining us today. Um, I really appreciate you being here. And I'm hoping that in the future, we're going to have a, a series on professional development, some other ideas, um, because this is a, an opportunity for all of us to look at our jobs, our lives, and, and see what we can learn more now, especially since uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff has been taken away. Um, and we're not doing a lot of things, so we have more time on our hands. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, David. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, David and Joe, for that wonderful information. I look forward to checking out those links and learning a little bit more myself on my own time. Before I let you go, I just have a couple of quick items from Cheryl Gerbrocht. Thank you very much, Cheryl. First of all, per our conversation with Tammy from last week, the Blackstaff Association is hosting the last three of its four-part workshop series with Professor Starla Lewis. You can register for the three upcoming workshops on Eventbrite. And yes, allies are welcome to these workshops. You can find them on Blink if you search for the Blackstaff Association. You've got the Staff Town Hall. The Return to Learn Campus Staff Town Hall is coming up next week on Thursday, July 23rd from 3 to 4 p.m., Check out a list of the panelists on the Return to Learn website. And as a reminder, there are the Cabinet Conversations. So again, we can give a kudos to Pierre Ye for being the first Cabinet member to participate in Cabinet Conversations, which is a new partnership between the Staff Association and Campus Human Resources. If you weren't able to participate in Pierre's Cabinet Conversation, there is a recording available online. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.